Welcome to Perspectives, a podcast by the Public Health Review at the University of Minnesota. Today's Perspective podcast will focus on racism as a public health threat. Our guest, Dr. Artika R. Tyner, is a passionate educator, lawyer, author, sought-after speaker, and advocate for justice. She is committed to training students to serve as social justice engineers who create new inroads to justice and freedom. In recognition of her leadership and service, she is the recipient of more than two dozen awards that include Woman in Business, American Small Business Champion, International Educator Citizen, and American Bar Association Difference Makers. She has been featured in a variety of media outlets. She is a prolific award-winning author of adult and children's books that include Amazing Africa, A to Z, and The Leader's Journey, a guide to discovering the leader within. She serves as a global citizen by supporting education, entrepreneurship, and women's leadership initiatives in Africa. Dr. Tyner is the founder of Planting People, Growing Justice Leadership Institute, a nonprofit organization committed to promoting literacy and diversity in books. Let's give it up for Dr. Artika R. Tyner. You speak so well. You're so articulate. Doctor, are you sure that's you? Tell me more about your academic credentials. Can you show me your professional ID card? All of these examples are examples from my own reality. The challenges that I face in my day-to-day life as it relates to who am I, how I show up, how I challenge biases, prejudice, and even stereotypes. But more importantly, this is a challenge as we lay the landscape of understanding both the implications of health-related issues as it relates to racism, but in addition, attempting to understand what the CDC has described as race as a public health issue, looking at the environmental indicators, infant mortality, and many of the challenges that impact the day-to-day lives of people of color just like me. But here's the reality, we can create change. We can make a difference. And that's truly a call to leadership. And when I'm talking about leadership, I'm not talking about a position or a title or exercise of power. What I'm talking about is the sense of agency that each and every one of us have to make an impact, to make a difference and turn the tide in having and obtaining stronger healthcare outcomes for everyone. So the leadership challenge then becomes when we see a problem that we create a solution. And what does that look like? One of the leaders that we can profile is Booker T. Washington. He saw a problem similar to what we see today. The healthcare disparities, whether it relates to diabetes, to lung cancer, or even related to high blood pressure, we know all of those issues disproportionately impact the African-American community. But instead of seeing a problem alone and not seeing any solution or feeling powerless, Booker T. Washington decided to take a stand and lead change. And we know it today of we see a problem, we create a solution. His solution was the creation of the National Negro Health Week, which emerged initially as an idea in 1914, but was adopted formally in 1915. 
And Booker T. Washington told us that without health and until we reduce the high death rate, it will be impossible for us to have permanent success in business, in property getting, in acquiring education, or to show other evidences of progress. Him planting the seed by challenging the racial disparities in healthcare outcomes and how it impacts a culture of health overall helped to lay the foundation of what we know today as April being National Minority Health Month. But it also helps us set a legacy and a challenge for you and I in some meaningful ways on how we can embark on this leadership journey to be impactful and to be the type of leaders that can help weave together the rich tapestry of America, which is diverse in gender, race, ethnicity, backgrounds, language, culture. How do we bring all those pieces together while using them as a valuable asset to bring forth the type of innovation that we need to address healthcare challenges, but at the same time, ensuring that the health and well-being of each person is interconnected because we have a shared humanity and common destiny. So by improving healthcare for one, we're improving healthcare for many and for generations to come. What does that look like? Looks like you and I taking action. Looks like you and I, even me as an attorney, as a civil rights attorney, looking at the data, raising awareness about some of the issues and trends that we see related to healthcare. And we need a process to do this. We can say that it will happen, as Dr. King talked about, in the wheels of inevitability, or we can say that it will happen because we took action and we made change a reality. So I'm going to talk about quickly four dimensions on how that change can emerge. First is on the interpersonal side. That's looking at ourselves, a process of self and self-discovery to understand that a piece of the puzzle relates to race and healthcare and access and equity. It's about access to services. It's even about our data. How can clinical trials be more inclusive to bring in the diversity of the world that we live in, to make sure that if we see a trend or an outlier, if we see a way that we could come up with more innovative solutions, are we ensuring that our clinical trials are inclusive? It's if we're dealing with a patient, that may not share our same background, our same culture and history. Are they getting the services that they need, the support that they need to be able to embark on a journey, not just of health and wellness and of balance, but this idea of a holistic culture of health that promotes and supports their overall well-being. So that's the next phase, the interpersonal piece, our relationship with others. And then also the organizational side the next dimension on how do we create the type of strategic outcomes for not just medical care or public health, but a culture of health that brings in an interprofessional perspective, an interdisciplinary perspective, an intercultural perspective related to promoting equity and healthcare outcomes. That means that we're looking at everything from environmental justice to access to education and resources to make sure that we develop the type of solutions to the healthcare challenges that communities of color face. And last but not least is the societal level, that we're building the type of sustainable and durable solutions to write those chapters for the future, to ensure that 
healthy communities, strong and safe communities are at the forefront of our work collectively. So when we look at this, I leave you with a specific question as we're framing the issue of what is your vision for a culture of health? And I'll tell you what mine is. Mine is about eliminating the disparities at the intersection of race and poverty by framing racism as a public health issue. Because now we know if we unpeel the layers and look at the healthcare disparities more closely, the research now shows that racism within itself is making people sick. It increases the risk of heart disease and other medical challenges. So what will be our tangible goals if we're starting to identify the issues of bringing forth meaningful change? And I'll tell you just a couple. The first is related to addressing implicit bias. We see it in the studies. Are African-American women more prone to infant mortality challenges? Or is it that they're not getting the services that they need from doulas, from building those cultural bridges with their primary health provider? Are there misperceptions and biases around pain tolerance, around exaggeration of pain? We've seen the data come up time and time again. But the, as a leadership challenge, it then becomes, will we create a solution? And you may say, well, healthcare is objective. It's about making every person whole again. But the reality of it is we cannot deny the science of the mind that shows us that implicit biases are pervasive. So they will impact the ability to give quality healthcare services. That idea based upon my public policy training of who gets what, when, and where. And we can say that it doesn't exist, but the challenge once again is implicit and explicit biases are related, but distinct mental constructs, which means they are not mutually exclusive and may even reinforce each other depending on the context. Why is this important? Because no matter how good our intentions are, we have to look at the potential of the outcome of both our actions and inactions as it relates to healthcare disparities could be influenced by implicit or unconscious bias. And here's the part that many struggle with as well, that the implicit associations that we hold do not necessarily align with our declared beliefs or even reflect the stances that we explicitly endorse or say that are our avowed values and commitments. So that means that everywhere we go in our day-to-day -day life, that we must challenge implicit bias in meaningful ways. If we're going to make equal healthcare, even in my profession, equal justice under the law come alive. And what does that look like as it relates to race? It relates to tackling the elephant in the room, that race is a social construct. We know from the data, we know from the information that race, as Professor and Dr. Mahmoud Al-Qadi said, race as we currently carry such a notion in our heads is largely a myth, a fiction, or a stage of false consciousness. So it means that we have to challenge the notions that we understand and that we, the biases and stereotypes and prejudice that have been associated with race. And here's one tool that you can use. You can use Harvard's implicit association test to help you to see this more clearly. Not only will it benefit you in your leadership journey, it'll benefit the patients, the clients, your teammates, 
everyone that you work with, because you'll be more cognizant as a leader on how you're perceiving the world and how your actions have a real tangible impact on the perception of trust of the healthcare system and trust in building this culture of health. Now, this is just one piece of race as the public health issue, but I want to add a final dimension. And this is from starting with my story. The reality that microaggressions do exist and the research from Dr. Chester Pierce, helping us to understand that microaggressions are parallel to death by a thousand paper cuts, the day-to-day -day experiences of micro-invalidations, the day-to-day -day experiences of questions on your competencies or if you understand even what you're attempting to explain, the question of if you understand your body and your healthcare needs, all those pieces fit under the umbrella of microaggressions. And all those pieces, death by a thousand paper cuts, all are associated with your overall health and well-being. So you may be wondering then, Dr. Tyner, what can we do? We can roll up our sleeves and we can take the challenge of building a culture of health. And we can take the challenge of transforming our institutions. We can take the challenge to make our organizations more equitable. And we can take the challenge of improving healthcare for one and also improving healthcare for many. And one of the things that we can look to is as a roadmap and a guide is the Black Health Bill of Rights, which reminds us that we need to ensure that there are opportunities for the type of services that are received by our communities and communities of color are culturally sensitive, that they incorporate cultural humility and structural equity, that they're respectful and are dignified in the healthcare services and outcomes. And more importantly, this piece that Booker T. Washington was focusing on, how do we restore the health of communities of color? And to do all this will require a unique type of leader. And I hope you're ready for the challenge. Someone who's willing to acknowledge the right of everyone to have our full humanity honored and valued. This is us. This is our opportunity to grapple with the data around race as a public health issue and racism as leading to stress and poor health outcomes, but also to have within our hands and unleash the power to make a difference in our communities and in the world. We would like to extend our gratitude to Dr. Artika R. Tyner. Thank you for being our guests on today's Perspectives podcast and sharing your holistic, intercultural, and interdisciplinary approach to health. If you want to know more about racism in healthcare and the movement to end race-based medicine, we have linked resources in the show notes. Hey listeners, do you have work you want to publish? The Public Health Review accepts research articles, op-eds, issue briefs, and more. Submissions are accepted on a rolling basis. Check out our website for more information. Thank you for listening to Perspectives. 
Let us know what you thought on Twitter at Pub Health Review. Stay tuned for more episodes coming soon. Yeah.